Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, July 14th, 2023, and this is day 1941 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and glorify you and praise you above all others. You are our Abba Father. You are everything we need. You said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to worry about anything because you are a great provider. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Before we get to the message, let me give you a quick update about T-Zone. We are very excited that as of Monday, uh, we would have trained uh, 65 youth, and uh, that's just with our first summer session and then next week starting our um, uh, all-girls DIY program. Uh, And we have about 25 girls with that project. And we just did 40 young people, boys and girls, with a five-week summer session. And then that second summer session, we're looking to have um, about 30 kids, 25 to 30. So we will have trained close to 100 youth. We are so excited and grateful. So far, we have paid out in stipends to our youth. Uh, including, not including next week, but in the next summer session, but just the first summer session, $15,000 that we've been blessed uh, with funding uh, from many organizations and from individual donors like yourself to be able to pay these youth a stipend of $100 a week during the summer sessions. And uh, we've been blessed uh, with uh, lunches that have been provided for us for uh, at no charge, three days a week. The those lunches um, total up to so far uh, about another fifteen thousand dollars, and uh, and then we buy lunches two days a week. We've been blessed with an organization that provides us with. Uh, snacks and things like that, money to buy the snacks and the water. Listen, we go through about a case of water a day. Uh, We have the small bottles, the eight ounce bottles of water, and uh, it's usually 80 to a case. So we go through about 60 bottles of those small bottles of water a day. The kids drink a lot of water. Uh, The treats, uh, they blessed us with... uh, you know, about $300 a month worth of uh, money to get not only treats, but food for those other two days that we are uh, working with our youth. We are so grateful uh, for all that God is doing. And 
And the most, one of the most important things is engaging the youth. And uh, we have guest speakers that come in and share their careers with the youth, which has changed so many of their lives and helped them to understand what it is that they might want to do. The great the other great thing is this isn't the end. Once we're done with the summer sessions, we will still be seeing the kiddos on Saturdays and um, we'll be able to continue our teachings. We're looking to, to start some new programs with the youth on investing, uh, doing, uh, finding out, researching their, their own history, family history, uh, doing day trading, learning more about that. So, We've got a lot vision boards, them understanding, you know, what it is that they are interested in doing and seeing it manifested on the boards. Uh, we have a lot of things coming down the pipeline and the youth will be paid a stipend of $25 per Saturday. We're also looking to add on a third Saturday so that we can do the DIY programs with the girls and the boys. So we're also going to be, you know, um, uh, gearing up to uh, building capacity and adding on, you know, uh, another person to help in that area. So we're very, very excited. And uh, again, thank you all so much for your donations and your support, you know, coming in and, and helping us and, uh, you know, serving as uh, table captains and coming in as guest speakers you know what? This is what makes it all work. It takes every one of us. And the other thing that I don't want to neglect mentioning is our pastor, Pastor Cynthia, has uh, asked us to come in and do uh, the fourth Saturday T-Zone every month at the church. And they also bless us uh, with some funding to help pay for those youth that Saturday, that Sunday they get paid $25 per Sunday that they attend and we put on we take over the whole uh time at church so a good 2 hours or an hour and a half uh teaching and doing what we do in our T zone classes but it involves everyone the whole congregation in activities and dance and art and learning workforce but some of the things the kids are doing with entrepreneurship and life skills, all those things are included. It has been a wonderful journey so far and looking forward to what's coming down the pipeline. So that's our brief update. Uh, again, thank you so very much. All right, let's get to the work. Today's message is, how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? We're coming out of Numbers chapter 13, verses 17 through 33. Numbers 13, 17 through 33. And it says, when Moses sent them out to explore Canaan. So he sent out, uh, you know, some of the people, 12 uh, representative of each of the tribes of Israel out to explore the land. He said, the Lord in, in verse one of chapter 13, it says, the Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. And so the Lord's command, uh, so at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. And so 12 of them went out and uh, 
So verse 17, when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak. Few are many. So as we can see so far, Moses had a plan. He wanted specific information. He said, what kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rehob toward Lebo Hamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron where Ahiman, uh, Shashai, and Tamai, the descendants of Anak, lived. And so um, the descendants of Anak uh, were very big people. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, very tall, like giants, uh, also known as the Nephilims. They, uh, so they noticed that that tribe was there, those descendants. And it says Hebron had built uh, seven years. Hebron had been built seven years before zone in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. Two clusters of grapes that needed to be carried by two people on a pole? What does that tell you? (laughs) Those are some pretty big fruit. I mean, I go to the grocery store, you get some clusters of grapes. They'll fit in the palm of your hand. So the place was called the Valley of Ishkal because of the clusters of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses uh, this account. We went into the land to which you sent us. And it does flow with milk and honey. That means it's full of wealth and riches as far as, you know, the quality of the soil and the trees and everything was fruitful. Fruitful, They said, here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. So they they came back uh, sharing the report that Moses asked for. Is it fortified or is it not? You know, what are the trees like? What's the soil like? So they gave him the report. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread 
among the Israelites bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are great or of great size. We saw the Nephilims. Uh, and Nephilims there, the descendants of Anak, as I said before, come from the Nephilims. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. So Caleb and Joshua both out of the 12 were the only two that said, we can take the land. We can overtake the people. We are not basically like, we don't look like grasshoppers to ourselves or to them. But the other 10 had a very negative um, uh, view of what was to come. And, you know, it was so bad. It, the people began to mumble and complain and get fearful. And I encourage you to read on in chapter 14. Those 10 ended up being struck by God with a plague and died because of their uh, disobedience and uh, the things that they they got the people all riled up. So anyway, but we're going to stop at verse 33. So point number one, have you ever felt confident in your ability to accomplish a particular task? And then someone says something to you like, you're not qualified to do that, or you're a loser, just like your daddy or your mama. How can you or how can you expect to do this when when others with more experience than you have not been able to do it? When you hear negative statements about yourself from others, it can even change how you see yourself. Again, notice what they said, the 10 said about themselves. They said, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. They saw themselves as inferior, as losers, and did not um, uh, have the abilities to do uh, what God would have equipped them to do. And that was to win. So it changes how, it can change how you see yourself. If you're not careful, you'll begin to doubt who you really are your own abilities, your your God-given gifts, whereby abandoning your purpose. When we begin to see ourselves in a negative light, there's no way we can fulfill the purpose that God has given us. That is one of the main tools our enemy Satan uses, doubt. Uh, oh, you like he told Adam and Eve, he told Eve, you will not surely die if you eat from the, the tree of of the tree of good, uh, uh, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You, you surely will not die. You'll be like God. So he cast this doubt in your mind and you get to thinking, well, hmm, maybe he's got a point. And that is exactly what he was doing here. Point number two, we must learn how to see ourselves as God sees us, the way he created us. So often people say negative things about you because they're jealous or maybe they have low self-esteem. It could possibly be a learned behavior from their environment growing up. Whatever the case, we need not fall into the trap of believing lies about who we are. 
we we are or we need to take the time we need to take on the same mindset as Caleb and Joshua they saw themselves as conquerors as mighty warriors well able to take the land no matter how big the Canaanites were they knew that that if God was with them they could accomplish anything and so can you you are not a grasshopper you are a child of the king the king of kings <laughs> you are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ you are ambassadors of God you represent the kingdom of God here are a few tips we can glean from Caleb first of all base your words and beliefs off of the facts Caleb had seen the land for himself. He knew he and he did not allow the negative negativity of the other 10 to steer him in their direction. He still stood boldly before this crowd. Now listen, they stood before uh the 2 million or so people of the Israelites uh and in front of uh Moses and Aaron and all the other leaders. So it wasn't like they just stood in front of a board of people, a handful. No. And Caleb was bold and courageous along with Joshua. Uh, you've got to have the right attitude. Caleb trusted God's promise to give Israel the land. He believed that with all of his might, all of his strength, he believed it. No matter what it looked like, from what others were saying and that's the same attitude we need to take on and uh he stated clearly or what he believed Caleb said we can certainly do it that is faith and that is knowing when god is with you that nobody absolutely nobody can come against you no one they will try to come against you but they can't win when you have god there is absolutely nothing that anybody can do to harm you now you might say they could kill me well you still are with the lord for eternity if you know him as your savior that's what i'm saying we there is nothing the enemy can do uh and when we are standing firm on the word of god uh that can hurt us in any way uh that transitioning from this life to be with the lord is totally going to be totally amazing and uh people that have gone you know you've talked or seen people interviewed that may have died and and went to heaven and came back they were like I didn't want to come back <laughs> I wanted to stay there we've got something so wonderful to look forward to several years ago I'll never forget this uh we had to pay our personal property taxes and we did not have the money to do it and it it was something really important that we had to take care of it or or you know we were going to get into some big trouble I can't remember exactly what it was but at that time we just didn't have it and it might have been like $2000 and so I remember uh our with our homeowners Uh, we have an, a mortgage escrow account where they take out our 
um, home and owner's insurance and pay the taxes on our house through that escrow account. Actually, we pay it. <laughs> we, you know, pay into it every month. So there's a certain amount they they tack on to our mortgage payment. So let's say the mortgage payment is $600 a month and, you know, to help pay for the taxes and insurance, they might add on another 100 a month. And so we pay 700 a month. Uh, and approximately that I'm using that as an example, and uh, that's to help pay all those taxes. Well, personal property taxes was not something that they paid that was not included. So when I called the people with the county uh, or with the city and said, hey, uh, I'm going to pay this, but I'm going to go through my escrow account. They said, you can't do that. They don't pay for that. Your mortgage escrow will not pay for that, ma'am. Uh, you need to take care of it, blah, blah, blah. And so all kind of other people I was saying, you know, I'm going to take care of it through that. They're like, they don't do that. That's never been done. You can't do it. And uh, so I knew the Lord said, yes, this is how you're going to pay it. I forgot to mention the Lord said that. So I called the people with the mortgage company and said, um, can I do this? And their first answer was, no, you cannot. And I said, well, isn't this my money that I'm paying into this? And can I use that for what I need to use it for? And so after talking to them for a while, they said, yes, they would take care of it. But every time I called, you know, the city to let them know, they're like, ma'am, nothing's been paid. They're not going to pay this. That is unheard of. They don't do that. Well, within about a month after I and I had to be persistent, y'all, and kept checking and kept checking. And finally, it was done. It was paid through that escrow account. And uh, the when I talked to the person with the city, they didn't say, oh, man, I'm sorry, you were right. No, they did not. But they were used to speaking what they knew, which was, you know, totally the opposite of what God has said to me. So I did not take that up on myself. I did not receive their negativity. What I received was what God told me. And I had to stand firm on that. Uh, I didn't have to, but I chose to. Even when others meant well, you know, even my husband said, honey, they don't pay that. I'm like, but but they will. They will. <laughs> And he's like, okay. And they did. And you see, that's how God will do it. We must take a stand and do what God said, no matter how many people say, oh, no, that can't be done. Oh, no, that's not going to be. How do you see yourself? I see myself as, as uh, God's child. That's how I see myself. My daddy owns everything. And if he owns everything, he's more than able to give me every single thing I need and even the desires of my heart. What about you? What is it that God has shown you to do? And you're getting some pushback. You're getting some, you know, some uh, funny looking faces from people because you said you're going to do this thing. And they're like, I don't know about that. Don't shut the door on some of that stuff. Let, don't let that filter in to your space. Uh, and do exactly what God has called you to do. And I promise you, you will not be sorry. Now, the first step is knowing Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it right there. It is not painful. <laughs> you don't have to say, I need to wait till I get my life straight. Nope. 
you get saved, God will do the rest. Trust him. You It's a process, but you are now saved and you will be with the Lord for eternity. Glory to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human and sex trafficking awareness, and DIY uh, programs, teaching them how to do small household repairs. Again, thank you all so much for all of your support and to all of our uh, donors and partners. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.